All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Gambit Podcast. I am SoloBase15. I'm here with my popsicle-eating friend, Zareth. Zareth, how are you? Mm, I'm, I'm doing great. Got popsicles. <laughs> and we're, we're about to join, We're about to begin Hell Week, Solo. Well, Hell Week has basically begun. Day one of Conquest mm. is done. Um, how far did you get? Uh, I got to the mini boss in Sector Two on both accounts. Nice. Did you do you finish the bosses before you move on, or do you go back and finish them off? Um, no, I, I do. I do one feat on the pass through, you know, as okay. I'm going, and then I'll go back and do the second feat later. That's fair. I always just yeah. do. I always just do them. I knock them out, so I don't have to think about them later. <laughs> That's yeah. I mean. Six one half a dozen of the other. The real reason was because one of the feats is you know, on the sector one boss is Mando has to survive, and my Mando was at sixty percent stamina, <laughs> so I did not trust him surviving through that fight. Oh yeah, that's fair. I I I think I did like four refreshes or four different attempts actually, which is a ruinous amount, and I, it was just foolish. I should have come back, but. Um, it, I, I got to the middle boss in Secretary 2 as well. And then yeah. I just, my Captain Han kept not surviving and I kept just like pulling the trigger anyways. <laughs> and I didn't have any good like support mechanism to keep him alive. So it, yeah. it was, I think, I think I eventually got it with Supreme Leader Kylo actually. Oh, <laughs> that's, like, that's okay. why I stopped there because, um, my rebels are also at fifty percent stamina right now, so I was like, "Let me, let me just do this fight tomorrow when they have, you know, seventy-five percent stamina or something." Um, yeah, that's fair. I I know. I yeah. I'll tell you what what I discovered. So I got booming voice early uh, this time, like in my second node, yeah. uh, and so booming voice is the one that whenever your leader does an action, then it calls everyone to assist and. Uh, so what I discovered was that Starkiller, uh, a Starkiller comp with Emperor Palpatine and Mara Jade are just like super broken, actually, <laughs> uh, with booming voice. Oh, God, I can imagine. Because <laughs> well, Palp gets so many turns. It's just like yeah. calling everyone to assist all the time. And for a little bit, I was frustrated. I was like, I'm not even getting any health steal up. Until <laughs> I realized that Palp has an ability that gives health steal yep. up. And so I was like, Visus Mar literally not taking a turn, and then Pal Palpatine does. So, so that whole team's at like thirty percent stamina right now. Yeah. Well, Palp Palp against Nest is my way to get all twenty health steal ups mm. in one fight, and then you just kill Nest with health steal up. It's absurd. <laughs> oh, that is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, that's the start that, that was my rev revelation today i was like man this is this is absurd with booming voice like everyone's getting called to assist it's it was kind of fun but yeah my my alt actually got booming voice really early and then my my main account got leaders resolve and both of them are a plus in my book i've gotten one purple that, that was actually worth a damn in the last like uh, in this whole conquest cycle, like this is the third in the cycle, the third yeah. and final. Um, I've gotten one purple that's worth a damn, and that's booming voice. So that you know, this this time around, and I don't think yeah. I got a purple that was worth anything in the last cycle either. Like, well, that's the worst part. Like they give you massively overpowered 
but they give it to you when you're basically done. Sure. Well, oh, like now I can use it. Great. Um, well, and that's a good point because I, yeah, I wasn't counting massively, massively overpowered, which, which is worth a damn. It's a pretty good one, actually. It is, but you get it late. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, what do you think is going to be the next conquest character? Because that'll be, uh, that'll be on the, uh, you know, that'll be available for discussion here pretty soon. They're going to have to announce yeah, it in the next. We should know in two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Oh. Um, actually, hold on. Let's see. I have to look at the calendar. Um, yeah, they have to announce it before May the 4th because the first Monday is May 2nd. So, yeah. Oh, God. Who is it going to be? It's good. I think it's a ship again. Don't please don't make it eighth brothers ship tie advance just don't don't do it like <laughs> uh, like i want that ship in the game but don't make it that like that's the most unremarkable yeah. ship ever it's like hey we got another tie advanced but it's not even piloted by someone cool right <laughs> well i i really like the eighth inquisitor like the, well, so uh, eighth it, and ninth are my two favorite inquisitors so far his kit is fine yeah, but he's helicopter guy. Like he flies around Fair. and uses Fair. his his lightsaber as yeah. a helicopter. Like I, I can't get past that. Like he's not cool in in the lore. So like Vader flies Tie Advance, just fine. That's great. Give us another yeah. Tie Advanced, and it's helicopter guy. And we <laughs> we could we should just make helicopter guy his own ship. We should. We it should just him. be. <laughs> it's like when we talked about in the past an Ewok glider getting added you see an Ewok <laughs> in space it's, yeah. it's like helicopter guy in space <laughs> well uh, so uh, I was I was watching uh episode two the other day with my boys and uh Count Dooku is escorted by the Geonosian fighters you know yeah. uh, and and I was like are they, are they intended to be speeders or are they actually star fighters as well because you never really see them out in space you just see them uh, like flying around with with other like transport well, ground transport stuff uh well so in the clone wars you see because dooku flies the geonosian ship in the clone wars in the cartoon okay i, I can't remember that but i'll i'll choose to believe you on this one um yeah but yeah i i just it, it was like oh that maybe opens the possibility for them to add like i i don't know i I will be the last person to condone seeing like an ATAT in space, but oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, it, I wish they would give Dooku a ship. We already have him high relics. Just give him a ship. I they can just give him a couple sixty mods. There we go. Fix malevolence. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Yeah, get him. I'd be down. I'd give him some decent mods. Yeah, I, I like it. Separatists yeah. could use could use some more. Um, so I was watching, I was also watching The Bad Batch with my boys this weekend, and they, um, I, I just, it occurred to me, we still don't have their ship, like their shuttle would be pretty cool. And now that, now that we need more stuff, like Mace is suddenly like, hey, I, he's not, he's I, not like great, but I would, maybe they could make a shuttle that made Mace work well. Right. So here's, better. here's the thing. We have what, in theory, you could split off two galactic republic ships right now off of kenobi because i don't set um jedi consular or clone sergeant with my kenobi either when i take them on offense or defense so mm -hmm. add the bad batch ship there's a third and then add two other galactic republic ships and there you go we have a fleet yeah give 
there there's plenty of ships like the the various like what v wings or something the clones fly and stuff they, they could oh, absolutely yeah. you could absolutely yeah. find starfighters that that are lore appropriate time period appropriate right. for galactic republic so if you did if or you if they did that um and actually made a viable mace ship and i don't expect it to be meta like be, beating the executor viable but just add three galactic republic ships and make mace viable I would be happy with that if they were the three ships that came out for the Galactic Republic. Yeah, like get, make it like Radis powered or something, like right on right on that level. I'd, I'd yeah. be happy. Yeah. yeah, like it's better than the the just total crap that he is right now. Well, right now Mace is the oh crap! I need to take out one ship. I only have two fleets left. One is Thrawn. One is Mace, and I still need to take out another fleet. Yeah. Uh, Mace. Come here with Jedi Consular and Sith Fighter and yeah, yeah. Uh, Lando's Falcon. You can go in there too. Yep, that's, <laughs> that's the fleet. That's the go-to <laughs> fleet for Mace. Mace and, and Sith Assassin are like, yep. what, what? I don't know why we're working together so much these days, but that's, that's how it is. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Poor Mace. <laughs> uh, they, they just uh -oh. need to add... I don't know. We've, we've beat the horse dead by saying they need to add more ships, but um, yeah. So I wouldn't be that disappointed if they did give us a decent ship for conquest. I just like a tie interceptor. That's interesting and new and fun, I guess. Uh, I don't know. What, what ship would you hope for if it is another ship? Now the names are all confusing me. What's, uh, what's the tie that has the three prongs that Thrawn made? Well, that's the uh, tie defender. Tie defender. That's it. I, I would like a tie defender. I could get, get with that, yeah. We have two Empire fleet or cap ships. Mm -hmm. Same, Th uh, same three, idea. With, yeah, right, right. Uh, same idea with Mace, though. Like right now, Thrawn or Tarkin, depending on who you use for your main Empire fleet, is just kind of sitting there in the shadows. Like I can take a couple of random scraps, bring them my way. So let, let's give him a tie defender to go his way. Hmm. Okay, I'd be down. I don't know who would pilot it. Like, I'd be, I, you know what? I'd be cool if they just added a named Tie Fighter pilot. Yeah, like I, I well, think that they had a name for him in Rebels. I don't remember what it is, but they're like so and Lieutenant so and so is this really highly capable pilot. Kind well, of they did because remember Ezra went undercover in the Flight Academy. Um. I, Sabine went undercover in the Flight Academy. He Ezra went undercover in the the, the Stormtrooper Academy. I think. Same idea. There was no. Hmm. I'm currently watching. We just finished uh, season one of Rebels with my son. So, um, I know I know that they, he infiltrated the Stormtrooper Academy. I don't know if the, maybe he infiltrates them later. I do know that Sabine is in the Fighter Academy, though. She's the one who helps wedge. Uh, escape defect whatever yeah i don't remember now it's been a while it's um it's all good man yeah it all blurs together for me too i just happen to be pretty current <laughs> in the on middle some of it. it yeah yeah uh but yeah i, I mean you can, whoever their instructor is he's a named pilot because he and their instructor shows up later in the series as an actual pilot too yeah i i would be down with 
just give us some random pilot. He doesn't even have to be an Imperial trooper. I feel, even though that would be kind of cool potentially. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, like at this point, uh, I use every single Imperial trooper every time almost in GAC. So. Pretty much at this point, yeah. It's like sometimes short trooper doesn't find a home, but otherwise everyone's got some kind of use. Yeah. I was I was thinking about that. Like they're they're doing a good job of of releasing characters that are really good at turn polishing, really. Like the like Iden Versio is the perfect example. Like you know, sometimes you you take magma magma trooper on super niche uh, you know, assignments or whatever. And now he's just, you know, he's pretty standard with yeah. Iden. And I I keep wondering what are they gonna do for Rogue One? If, if anything. And give Cassian an Omicron, please. Sure. <laughs> That's, well, I already have him, I already have him R5, so let's give it Cassian an Omicron. Okay, I mean. I don't know who else, like, as characters, who else would you add? What do you mean? Oh, like new characters? Yeah. To change up the team, um, I don't. I don't care about characters. I don't. I think. I think yeah. that Biston was a stretch. Kind. Of, you know, like he's fine. I'm fine that he's existed, but like there are enough Rogue One characters, in my opinion. Unless unless they add some pilots, like Blue Pilot, uh, yeah. or Blue Leader, or whatever. Like there's there's a few pilots. Red, like I, I would love it if they released Red Five from Rogue One. <laughs> that would instance. be. Oh my God, the troll on people. <laughs> You asked for it. You got it. Here's Red Five, and his special <laughs> is basically Haldo's special. He just crashes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Except he doesn't doesn't even take anyone with him. <laughs> he, he, he can't survive the fight, no matter what you do. Yeah. Um, oh, Dicky Darksided Chat actually has a great point, and I don't I don't see him as a primarily Rogue One character, but Saw Gerrera right. should be in the game. Frankly. So Saw like, Gerrera should be in the game, but I don't see him. I would be angry if he got put on the Rogue One team. Right. Yeah. He he can he could be he could be at a he could be a rebel fighter. I think that that would actually. Yeah. I mean, we've predicted that before. Of like, right now we only have one rebel fighter leader. Uh, Saw Gerrera could be a, a, an alternate leader, just like we got Dash for smugglers. Now, right. so Kira or Dash, uh, we we could have Saw Gerrera be the leader of. Of rebels, and I guess then he could maybe go with Rogue One if the kit worked. But yeah, I don't know where where else would where else would you place him? Like, what what who do you think he should be with? That's my problem. He was such like he made it a point to separate himself out. Like, I think you would have to put him with scoundrels because he was he was a dirty man. Like he was a rebel, but he was an asshole as well. Oh yeah, he was a total dick. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe like release Borg Gullet to go with them. You know? <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get, we'll get like a, he can, he can go with like, yeah, Borg, Borg Gullet, get, get a couple other sketchy rebel. Yeah. Like make, make him, make, make one of those really, you know, how we have right now, like there's Jedi and then there's Galactic Republic yeah. Jedi. We could also, we, we could have it be there's, there are scoundrels and then there are rebel scoundrels. And, right. and and he could be part of the rebel scoundrels kind of faction, whatever. And 
he could have uh, anti anti Iden uh, synergy. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I like it. All right, we've solved the world's problems. There Let's we go. There the we go. <laughs> You're welcome, folks. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I like it. Um, yeah. Um, so what characters are coming out for Obi-Wan Kenobi, do you think? Like, we're obviously some Inquisitors. Are we going to get another Obi-Wan or Vader? Uh, we won't get another Vader. I tend, I think I agree with that, too. At least, at least not for the first season. Um, Lord only knows what happens if the show goes on. But uh, another Obi-Wan. Man, how many, how many old Bens can you have? Or Ben's, I should say. Yeah, like, can we have middle-aged Ben? <laughs> Midlife old... crisis Ben. Yeah, we have old Ben. <laughs> Midlife crisis Ben comes with a Corvette. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> like a, an overcompensation, like a, a big old speeder, like lift. No, speeder. wait, he get he gets a cap ship. A bigger cap ship, though, than the younger version. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it makes no sense, but sure. <laughs> oh, who needs who needs to make sense right now? It's the off week. Um, it's true. Uh, yeah, I I could see uh, from a, a Disney marketing perspective, I can one hundred percent see another Kenobi come into the game. Yeah, I. And, and all but, the Kenobis right now are useful. Right. But, I mean, do you make him a galactic legend? Do you make him a legendary? Like, you can't have a normal Kenobi. Well, yeah, like, you, you release him as a marquee. Like, right. I, I don't know. I guess if they, it just seems weird. Like, you release him, and then the next week you release, like, Owen Lars or something. Right. It's, it seems like an insult to, to Obi-Wan, really. Baby Luke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like Luke in parentheses, 10-year-old. You know? um, yeah, I just, like, he's got, if you're going to release another Kenobi, he's got to be amazing. Like, General Kenobi's kit is probably the one of the most long-standing kits in the game. Yeah, um, it's to the test of time, for sure. Jedi Master Kenobi is currently the best team in the game. Mm -hmm. Old Ben, I mean, he was a marquee, but he has a lot of damn uses right now. Oh, was he a marquee? Uh, he was. I think he was here when I first started. He was. He, well, he was an original character, so he wasn't a marquee. Okay. It was before marquees happened. But. Okay. No, but he's he's in important squads now. He killed like he's part of an off-meta counter to Jedi Master or sorry to Supreme Leader Kylo. He's yeah. he's part of a Star Killer team, like an important part of that to ability block people and stuff. <laughs> I mean, he's not the very best Jedi for that team, but like yeah, whenever he's on a team on a Jedi team, I'm always like, well, maybe we could do better. But he's he's consistently awesome wherever he's at. Like he's useful in almost any, anywhere you put slot him. So, but I guess there's only three Kenobis and we have like 18 Hans and Chewies. So we can afford another Kenobi. I think I'd be okay with that. And honestly, I guess he doesn't need to be that flashy. Like what's he been doing for 10 years? Like just sulking, you know? Well, we're going to find out in six weeks <laughs> or yeah. eight weeks, whatever it is. It's exciting, uh, man. Yeah. Oh. 
what if he's the next Galactic Legend? Could you imagine if they released two Galactic Legend Kenobis in the span of three GLs? Please, please no. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need another Kenobi. Whatever. Not to mention, he's not a legend. He, he's trying to, to be the opposite of a legend, in fact. Like, he yeah. wants everyone to think he's dead. Right. Um, but yeah, maybe he will be. And then we'll get the that Reva Inquisitor as the, the other one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's probably, we'll probably get somebody from Kenobi, though. I, I guarantee you we'll get people from the Kenobi show. Now, it's, it's a question of do they release a, a half-finished faction from the show? That's, that's the real question. Imperial of Remnants, I'm looking at you. Um, yeah, let's, let's get a new faction tag. Tatooine Inhabitants. <laughs> <laughs> farm Boy can join it. Yeah, far, we get Farm Boy, we get, get Uncle Be- or Uncle Owen, uh, may, maybe yeah. Aunt Beru, who knows? Um, I, the Tuscans and Jawas can be... Can... Oh, absolutely, yeah, there we go. Have use for our R5 Tuscan. Um, absolutely. <laughs> But we could we could even have a uh, scion of Django be part of that as an honorary. <laughs> Gamorian guard. Hey, yeah, for right. Got a whole hey, there we here. go. Oh, God. So what did you talk about podcast tonight? The inhabitant <laughs> tag. Tatooine <laughs> <laughs> <Tetween> inhabitants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. may, maybe one of the dumbest things ever, but. <laughs> Uh, all right. So let's talk about some actual news that impacts Grand Arena. And this is actually a cool change in that, um, you, you now, and they announced this in the road ahead. So we talked about a little bit, but now we get to see it in practice of you can join, uh, GAC and then make changes to your roster and you get to resave the changes. I like it. I, I yeah. was I'm impressed with how yeah like they're they're actually letting us like change it uh, that, that's amazing actually and you know what the funny part is to me it knows if you make a change and then change it back the button will disappear so it's smart enough to know that it's not going to resave your lot roster if nothing has changed yeah that's pretty awesome People in chat saying they don't trust the rejoin button still. And I guess that's that's fair. That's completely fair. Uh I don't, I'll be honest with you. I I don't trust it this first week. After after this week, if people tell me it worked fine, I'll trust it. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna miss out on my alt of having a G13 Mara Jade or on my main account of having an R7 first order stormtrooper just because the button didn't work. Yeah, uh, we're we're gonna make sure first. Uh, so hold on, did it auto join us already? So like, no. we're, so we still have to hit the join button. You have to, yeah, you you still have to hit the join button. So uh, at the end of the join phase, did they did they still won't auto join you? Like you have to hit the join to join. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Okay, because that's different than what our original understanding of what they were gonna do. Well. Was. Crumb had a post that came out and said, yeah, I don't know what Dojo was talking about in the video. It's wrong. 
He's like, Doja's going to be quitting in a couple weeks anyways. Like that, that dude's mailed it in. Like, we don't need to, don't listen to anything that dude says. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most people didn't anyway. <laughs> well, That's what are you going to do? Like, uh, I mean, I just wonder what exactly happened. With, so I, I don't actually, I've passed, I, I don't even care. I, I've gotten over what Mace, like Mace was going to be this crazy, like, gain all the turn meter guy who just was transcendent in all these different game modes and now he'll be okay he'll be fine but yeah and maybe he'll end up being you know very good I, I don't know but he's he's not he's not as good but I just want to know at like what what their process was of like okay so they give the rules they give the kit to Heinze for the big reveal mm-hmm. and then they go and they talked about the kit on Friday night uh, you know, it's this big deal, the big reveal. They're talking about the kit. People do all their reaction videos and everything about it. And then on Monday, or, or maybe it was Tuesday, they're like, hey, um, here's a nerf to him, to his kit. And, and it's like, are you sure? Are you sure? Like, why? Why was there a nerf? Like, you guys didn't know about this until like this weekend or something like did you just watch a bunch of people's videos and you're like oh crap like that content creator knew like he found a loophole like we're, we better we better fix this well so you and i did the speed gac and you and i saw firsthand of how well does the communications team and the development team actually know each other's jobs right because so the video with Heinze was filmed weeks ago or weeks prior to the release because it had to be approved and everything so it was filmed weeks prior the development team in the in the meantime made a change to the kit and the communications team basically from what I understand just didn't didn't realize (laughs) uh yeah like so they go on and uh, like, at what point are they told this stuff? It seems, seems like they should know this because I would they're, agree. Yeah. They're the, they're the face of, of Swaga to, to the community. Like I, I have no yeah. idea what the names of even one developer are at this point. Like who knows, who knows if some of the guys that we worked with in SBGAC are actually still working with them. Like we, we don't hear a single thing from them. And so Crumb's like, yeah, look at this kit. This is pretty great. Did you see that kit? Yeah. Pretty cool. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this cool kit. And then at, like the whole time with no idea that it's been totally changed. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just a just a bad look, I guess. It, it's it's whatever. Like, I don't care about Mace specifically. I just I would like to know exactly like how that all came to be. Cause because it's like that that fix had to be in place before they were i i think it had to be in place despite what they say had to be in place before they sat down with heinze on friday night oh 100 it was in place 100 they changed things um it's just a question of when or when did they tell the communications team because right. you know it's Bad project management, really, because you should. I may not be a developer, but I've done enough group assignments with multiple, you know, divisions, I guess you could call it, where whoever the leader is sits down and says, 
All right. Everybody's in the same room. Let's talk about what the end result is. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Or, or even worse, if they didn't have it fixed by then, then it, because they came out, they sent out the fix like that Monday, didn't they? It was like an implausible amount of time. You're like, well, these guys, these guys like literally didn't have time to like test a fix. They just already had it in place. Like it would be even worse if they were just that knee jerk reaction. They're like, oh shoot, we just watched Zaret's video and he thinks he's going to spam his turn meter. Like spam the basic all the time. Not that it's like this really broken thing that I discovered or something, but right. like they, they watch, they watch these videos of content creators. They're like, oh shoot, our own theory craft couldn't come up with that. So thanks guys. Thanks for the heads up. We're just going to, knee-jerk reaction it and change the kit right it just it looked bad and you know that they didn't change the kit in two days because we've seen them have to take like three weeks to fix the smallest bug or interaction so you know it wasn't a, a change in three days um but yeah um how how silly yeah it so all I'm saying is, at the end of the day, I would like to know what, what exactly happened, because I don't care about the mace change specifically. It would be nice if they had kept the, the old way. That seemed, seemed like there's a lot of promise, but even without <laughs> yeah, it... Seems like it's a lot of promise. She was going to be stupid OP. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fine with them changing it. From a balanced perspective, yeah. that's fine. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, I, I would just... It doesn't, it doesn't give me a lot of it's not a hopeful sign for the future. I'm not like, oh man, this company's on top of things. <laughs> yeah. And here um, I, sh- I should actually be kissing their asses a little bit more than this because, you know, everyone else is getting exclusives and we're just like hanging out. But, you know, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, whatever. Um, all right. Um, I, I do, for what it's worth, I actually do like a lot of the developers when we've had a chance to hang out with those guys. So you know yeah they're 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 cool on a personal level the company can be frustrating at times i think we can move on yeah um in other news there actually wasn't a lot of news this week but in other news there they broke tw last week (laughs) like just completely effed so many tw boards uh apparently the radis and it's not, it, it's not just the Radis. It was just noticeable with the Radis. Um, if you killed a cap ship, which you do with the Radis, and then you didn't win the battle, which happens kind of frequently with, you know, a Houndstooth remains standing after the Radis takes out uh, their executor, you couldn't clear that fleet ever again. <laughs> no matter what you do, you will get the spinning wheel of death and you can't clear that fleet. And um oh, your game. Yeah. I know, I know your guild suffered it, Maw One suffered it. A lot of guilds got stuck in the front zone last TW. Yeah, I mean that that's a pretty big deal, I'd say. Especially yeah. Uh, so I wasn't involved in any any of the planning for my guild, and we ended up winning anyways. So it's yeah. not it's not a big deal. Like that was that was like our gimme after losing a, a ton. So so I'm glad that that worked out for us anyways. But I can't imagine like the amount of work and planning that goes into these territory wars and a guild like yours that like the officers put in a ruinous amount of time and effort, 
and only to get stuck in the front zone of a fleet and you just like lose because your opponents get stuck in the back zone instead of fleets right like that that's that's a tremendous amount of planning hours and stuff that's just totally flushed down the toilet that that isn't even like there's no one even got compensated for it right it's just like sorry like you got screwed we'll fix we'll fix it though yeah um and god right and that's and that's the big problem it's the compensation um but if you're going to place a high importance on tw and then the only reason people lose is because of a bug in your game and i'm not bugs happen like you know there's the old 99 bugs on the wall you take one down you pass it patch it around 104 uh bugs on the wall type joke (laughs) like um but when your bug costs people the most rare resource in the game like there should be some sort of make good right like just something not just an apology like something seems like it i mean yeah that that would have that would have been an extremely disappointing result for us like after we've just been getting the crap kicked out of us in in territory wars yeah and then we're like oh finally like we finally get an easy match and then and then they're able to clear us inefficiently and but but we can't and it's just like well never mind we don't even get like our cool makeup war you know our dip war whatever you want to call it (laughs) yeah I don't know. Just yeah, and especially I guarantee there are there are guilds that lost because of that bug specifically. Oh, I know it. Yeah, yeah. Like there's probably a ton of them. Uh, just because my guild happened to not be negatively impacted in terms of total results, that's just crazy, man. Right. But they fixed it though, and and uh, kudos to them. I didn't think that they could do anything on Mondays actually. <laughs> but they did fix it fast yeah, early, um, early on monday it's impressive yeah yeah because it came out at what twelve fifteen, which means for them it was nine fifteen a.m and the the fix came out so yeah. that's there was work put into it before <laughs> before this morning me thinks me thinks me, me agrees gosh <laughs> <laughs> Yours sounds intelligent. Mine sounds dead. <laughs> Neanderthal. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that's yeah. Welcome to our stream tonight. Good lord. Um, uh, so let's actually talk about GAC. Um, yeah, man. And you know, one thing I'm excited for this GAC is one of the perks of being, you know. Uh, a territory war guild breaking up and then there being a small period before we enter the next or I enter the next territory war guild is nobody's going to notice if an Omicron or two gets applied. Um, so, so with that said, um, Dash is getting his only tonight. Actually, we can do it right yeah. now. That's um, exciting. And I finally gave up on the super fast shock key. I mean, she's still 330, but I switched her and Dash's mods. Mm -hmm. So now Dash is 357 as well. Oh, there you go. Awesome. Yeah. Um, So 
it's going to be – I've been placing Dash on defense, you know, with the with Han and Chewie. I, I did that all last week. And now there's actually an Omicron to go with it. <laughs> That's wonderful, man. Um, yeah. I haven't decided what I want to do. I have an Omicron I could apply on, on – uh, my my main account and my alt account. I don't. I think my alt is just gonna hold off for now. But my main, I could put one on someone weird like Talon, because who knows how how well that impacts the trade team. Probably not right. a huge amount, but maybe. Or I I could put one on a, a second one on the Star Killer so that I can have a more consistent ray counter. That's fair. I thought about, I honestly thought about that, but I really like Starkiller on defense because I know GG, GG8 will stop him. Like, I know that. But I've never seen GG8 get fantastic banners against the team. Um, so I kind of like the, yeah, you're going to counter this, but you're, you know, you're going to drop five or six banners in the process of it. Yeah, I mean... It just depends, I guess. That like everything, I've gotten I've gotten really good banners before. I've gotten like sixty two on on that team, which is pretty pretty acceptable to kill Star Killer with GG eight. But typically, yeah, you're right. So it's like a fifty seven or something. Yeah. Um. And my new my new plan for this season, I actually we're, we're breaking into the upgrades you've made category. But my new plan is I now have ninth sister at R7 and ninth sister is going to be tagging along with Lord Vader and taking out Ray teams. Yeah. Uh, that seems really promising. Actually. I saw, I saw the video uh, of that. Yeah. It seems pretty good. And it's, it's just, and it's Lord <clears throat> Vader, three tanks and Darth Vader. Like yeah. that. So it's not, I mean, three tanks is kind of expensive, um, but it's not that expensive. No. Like ninth, ninth sister is a brand new addition to my roster. So I'm not losing anything there. In mm-hmm. the video I showed you, I used Stormtrooper. I'm probably going to use Shore Trooper instead. Okay. Um, but without without any other trooper, Stormtrooper isn't getting his bonus. So he was literally just a tank there. Um, so I'll use, I'll use Shore Trooper there. And I think it's... You know, it's going to be a solution to many things. Um, it's a solution to the Lord Vader problem. It's a solution to Ray with JTR. And I get to keep Maul with a, with a Maul team rather than Lord Vader. Yeah, I, I think that, that to me, that's the most valuable thing is finding yeah. a finding a good team that the, he can counter for good banners because right. you could always beat Ray for ruinous banners with Lord Vader. Right. That was always an right. option. But actually being able to, because their whirlwinds just can't kill his tanks. It's, it's, it's ludicrous, but that's how apparently how it works. Um, and so, yeah, it, it seems seems like you're getting good value for him on offense while still splitting up Maul and being able to do some good stuff right. with him because Maul is yeah. one of the most interesting characters out there to me right now. I, like he's he's a guy who can turn the tides on it, either on defense or on offense. Yes, very much so. And um, yeah, Ray tries to whirlwind Ninth Sister, and she she's a Desufu, so 
based on the Lord Vader lead, what is it, 25? She takes 25% less damage. Mm. It's She takes a, a large percentage of less damage because she's a Dasufu. Nice. So if I, actually, if I bring KRU as the other tank, if I don't use the Supreme Leader Kylo Chi is against their Lord Vader, if I just bring KRU as the other tank, I'll have two Dasufus and Royal Guard. And <laughs> Ray is just going to be spinning her wheels, basically. Yeah, it was funny to see, like, she tried the whirlwind on Royal Guard, and Royal Guard's like, I'm still in the green, we're good. Yeah, right. <laughs> Royal Guard's like, you can't do that to me, are you silly? Yeah, yeah. he's like, I literally could eat another one right now, like, if you have yeah. another one to give, go ahead. Oh, you don't? I'll, I guess I'll just heal and make, just negate your efforts, Ray. Sorry, girl. <laughs> Better luck in, Re- in Relic 10. Right. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, I'm I'm actually really excited about this team this season. Of course, watch what's going to happen. I'm going to go into my first week and time out with it or something stupid. I'm going to be like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. But I actually, I just uh, recently used Lord Vader to to solo a Supreme Leader Kylo team, like a high relic one. Yeah, it was, nice. The only scary moment was I accidentally healed myself too much, and then he almost one shot oh, me right at the you. very end. Yeah, yeah he, he crit yeah. me. You can't heal up to full health. You just that's the one problem with it. You just can't can't do it because the second he can crit you, you die. Yeah, unless you can somehow manage to you can contrive it to do it once you finish him off. But you can't. I, I swear, like he was on the brink of total of death like five different times. And I was like, right. I was like, I think Barris could finish him off. And <laughs> like that, like that's the low bar. And and then he took another hit from Lord Vader, like all, all those times. Yeah. So so I don't know what was going on. So you I guess all I'm saying is you can't predict when you're gonna be able to finish him off. Yeah. Um uh- yeah that, that was the only it is really smooth otherwise uh, yes uh, so sith eternal it's it's a lot smoother with sith eternal like soloing a sith eternal people that put him on defense and your lord vader's just like you can't kill me why are you even trying <laughs> right uh, well i guess it just depends because i, I was going to try that actually on a sith eternal squad but then it was against a guy with really high relics on everything, of course, and uh, they had a ton of of healing immunity and ability block all over the place. And Malak was there, so there was shock, yeah. and like there was all these different things. And I feel like if it's stacked to that degree, then uh, like it, he can he can struggle. I've I've seen videos where he fails against Sith Eternal too. It's just it's way more rare. It's just when you can when you can ability block him in perpetuity mm-hmm. like with if he can just never come out of ability block then or or when he does he can't heal then lord vader will eventually die to sit eternal at least the, yeah. in the solo version of it yeah but, fair fair but but you're um, right i think against most teams he, he does he does coast pretty nicely yeah um <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll tell you one thing in uh, on one of my videos that I put out this this weekend I put out all my core teams videos and uh, one thing that people just kept barraging me with was Wampa is they're like dude you forgot to say that Wampa can solo Sith Eternal like you forgot to say it and I'm like I didn't forget to say it I just I don't see that as a viable option for almost any of the circumstances that I'm going to be in 
at right. least like yeah okay he can kill bad city eternals but so can like every the, everything else under the sun everything kinda. else in the game can kill bad city eternals <laughs> yeah like uh, cool like you you might you might feel pretty special being able to do that and i, I guess i don't i don't want to steal something something awesome from people uh, at the same time i just have to say like it it's not I don't think that it's a viable solution against like so the turtle with Malak. I think Malak just he says, "Oh, you you have you have like a, a million health or whatever it is." Yeah. That that's fantastic, fantastic, wonderful. I'm gonna kill that in one shot. <laughs> right. Like, uh, you know, I think I think that you can't make blanket. Uh, statements about counters like that in general like it's it's just oh yeah wampa kills the eternal sure un under the right circumstances and if you're playing against someone who's worth a damn then those ideal circumstances just don't exist they don't they don't put themselves in that situation so i don't know wampa is going to be great for me but mostly he's going to just be a cleanup character i think <laughs> Anyways. yeah i am um... Well, on my alt, God, no, actually, there was, like, I said it the other day, people legitimately are like, no, they can't set uh, um, a board that can't be wampud by accident. Like, it's really easy to set a board that's anti-wampa. There's so many unresistible debuffs now, like, KRU stun. Congratulations. You can't want a, a it's a two-turn stun. Like Dash with the unresistible days. And it's just there's so many characters out there that um can really mess up Wampa that's still good defense teams for other teams. And you know. Yeah. It's a, so I've I've actually been thinking about that. In fact, of if you want to wampa proof your like a, a specific comp you have, like yeah. most comps aren't going to be totally negated by by just throwing crew in with them. I mean, you might right. need crew for other things, but yeah, like he's he's just like he, he's like the guy. He's like, you got a wampa problem? Call crew. You know, like that's his ad. As you know, if if you have if wampa's going to kill your team. He, he, crew will kill him back yeah yes yes he will <laughs> so i mean i know he doesn't fit like on an Iden team or whatever a mon mothma team wouldn't go well with him but there, there are a lot of teams that it's like well you, you don't always need crew for other things for first order duty but so for the mon mothma thing like just the karazeda can mess up a wampa solo because she keeps getting, she awakens or revives with pot does an ability, gets potency back up, and Wampa's like, I'm going to kill you again. And Kara says, go ahead. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, so here's a question that came up uh, on one of, like, one of the comments on YouTube was, at what point does... The tenacity bonus go on to Wampa. Well, because... so that, that's that's a big thing. Right. That's there is there are people out there that will tell you I should have been stunned, uh, but I wasn't. So clearly, it's at the start. 
but there's a lot of people collecting evidence that says it's not until Wampa takes his first turn. Oh, so, I see. I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen that until he takes his first turn. Uh, my question, and may, maybe it is uh, that as well. So I don't mean to dismiss it, but uh, I've also. It's also like just in the turn order thing. Like, oh so, yeah. So she shoots. Does she, uh, like? Can well, he, it's can always he, can the damage hit him, and he gains the tenacity before you take the potency check against tenacity. That that's the that's the question that I was trying to pose, at least. It's it's always well, it's always supposed to be defense unique, offense unique, defense lead, offense lead. That's how it's supposed to be in the order of priority. Right. Well, yeah. I just. The pe- people seem to have evidence on both sides. Like they went and looked at the mechanics and I I tend to think that she can stun. If she has enough potency to stun him initially, I think it works against him initially. That's that's it what does. my... It does. So, I've seen it. Like it's happened to both Aesop and Northern Border, I know. And both of them have very well modded um, Wampus. Like I, I think that means you need like 170% Wampa of tenacity on Wampa to start with. Uh, depending depending on the other item, but yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, well, to be like, to have like a universal, uh, right. you know, tenacity that's going to cover yeah. every single item in the game kind of thing. Right. Because there's some ridiculous people with 180% potency on item. And you're just like, how do you have these mods? <laughs> Right. Well, you could get your potency pretty high. You can also like, so my Wampa is at 170%. And I'm like, all right, I'm probably, he's probably safe against most items. Yeah. At least, mm-hmm. who knows though, maybe they do enough damage to, because I, I have to sacrifice my health to get that well, tenacity. That's, that's the problem. Um, so I, I had, I had my items switched to potency. I was at the time, uh, the 21st highest uh Iden for potency in the game and my opponent messaged me afterwards and said well i couldn't use my wampa or i didn't i was scared to use my wampa uh but because she had reduced offense i used bad batch like just straight bad batch i was like well that sucks <laughs> i mean it's better than a 68 but um you know it's <laughs> I was like damn it <laughs> you've just Got a 65 on my item. Um, True. Well, I mean, there are, there are comps out there that'll just get a 65 on item anyways, but... Right, right. But with Bad Batch, I, I don't think... I don't like that trade. Yeah, you're right. If if you're like, okay, Bad Batch Bad Batch consistently beats item for 65, like, what's the point of, of put, right. putting item on defense? Because Bad Batch, for me, I, I usually see Bad Batch as like, as soon as I can find a use for them, I use them because they're not, they're one of those teams that they're similar to what you were saying about Wampa, where you can accidentally yeah. uh, Wampa proof uh, your, your defense. You can also accidentally bad batch proof your defense, frankly. I mean, it might yes. take more intentionality, but for the most part, I mean, there's specific things that they're amazing against, but a lot of the things that are amazing against, people always pull out the, oh, well, they're great against Grievous, but I very rarely see Grievous on defense these days. Um, right. Yeah, I almost and, never see Grievous. On and, and, if, and if he is on defense, he's got BB-8, and that cancels 
bad right. batch anyways. And I don't put him on. I don't put him on defense either. Right. So like bad batch, the, the very instant I see a comp that I'm like, oh yeah, I think I can I can do the bad batch thing, you know, get follow the bad batch way and get get 65 banners easy. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I'll take it. That front zone, I don't care if they're trying to draw out my bad batch because there's nothing that I rely on my bad batch to counter that other teams can't also beat. Like, right. I, I would say probably the, the closest to that would be like Jedi Master Kenobi. If you snipe out Cat, then Bad Batch can kill all the ads and sometimes Kenobi as well. And, and otherwise... <laughs> Otherwise, like what else, what else do Bad Batch do specifically? I mean, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no specific thing that you need Bad Batch for that you can't find elsewhere on your roster. Yeah, agreed. But when you find a home, it's a 65. <laughs> like that's, right. you know, mm -hmm. it's, you can't always use it, but when you can, it's a 65. Well, exactly. And that's why I'm like, if I see it in that front zone. Yep. I just use them. I'm like, there, there's no no regrets using them. Even if there's a, 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 or a team in the back that I'm like, oh, yeah. I could have used Bad Batch on that too. There's still no regret because they got me a 65 and I got to use Bad Batch as part of my offense, right. which is great. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, man. This season I'm half excited for and then half dreading just because I don't want the season to start in the first week of conquest, but um, I like the changes I've made to my roster. I'm, I'm excited to see where it ends up and then I'll reach the top 100 and I'll hate my roster and be like, God, I have no relics. What the hell? Um, you know, so uh, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting, interesting season. Um, hopefully a good one. Thanks. I mean, any, I've, I've always liked GAC, obviously. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited for this season. I think whether or not I do really well at it, I think that there's a lot of things that I want to be trying. And I'm finally, right now I'm at this point where I, I can start, finally start adding relic levels to some of my key teams. Like the, one of the, my projects has lately been trying to get my first order up to snuff. And, yeah. you know, you and I have talked about like maybe, you know, like the idea of, of just trying to overload one team to make it so that a common counter can't be used for it. Like, I mean, that's, that's been a concept for me for a long time, but just the idea of, okay, if I put Relic 9, uh, just as an example, Relic 9 on First Order Stormtrooper and crew and, and Supreme Leader Kylo, and then yep. just make, make my Hux really fast and Red Trooper really good, like you, you, can, you can make it so that that Jedi, Matt, or Jedi Knight Revan counter is not desirable. Like people don't sure. want to step into that nonsense. And so I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do that to this, to the first order team, but just the idea of, okay, I think I'm mostly caught up on teams. I still need a couple Jawas and stuff, but for the most part, now I can start stacking some relics. And I know that this is like, this is big account problems <laughs> kind of thing. Right. But that's, you know, I'm, I'm at that stage now where I can actually start, uh, you know, instead of having a, a pretty bad First Order Stormtrooper, he, he can actually start, you know, he's a Relic 7 now. That's not that that's going to be a world beater, but it it's going to stop more things, I think, potentially. Yeah, well, right. Well, so this is, you know, every once in a while in our chat, 
we'll be talking about something and in the comments we'll be like well that's not what happens at the top end and it always frustrates me because like we've been in the top end like i've seen the top end up close and felt the pain of it and all the top end is is really they have increased their relics and can do more things <laughs> like because like you said an r5 first order stormtrooper dies a lot quicker than an r8 first order stormtrooper um mm-hmm. it's just it's it's the facts of it just like an r6 uh red trooper dies a lot easier than an r8 red trooper um so god it's one of my biggest pet peeves that's not what happens at the top end things happen differently at the top end because they have the rosters to do it um and so we're kind of at the stage both of us are at the same stage of it's time to get our roster to a spot to do it like there there was a time when we god we've been doing this podcast it'll be three years this summer um yeah crazy which is absurd to think about to begin with but there was a time when we did the what are you doing to improve your roster we're like man we got this character to g12 we got this character to g13 we finished Mm -hmm. farming this character like we have so much done and now it's we got this character to r7 because you need you need more characters up to r7 um and so you know, you're choosing the Supreme Leader Kylo route, um, which I, I think makes a lot of sense. Um, this week, I decided to go with Ninth Sister to counter Rays, which, you know, that that was my, all right, we're not going to do much this week, but we're, we're going to increase the relics on one character, two characters, get them increased, and then next week we'll it's like pinky in the brain do it all over again with a different character yeah uh, well i think it just makes sense like we we can't keep up with these crazy you know relic eight on everything relic i mean the relic nine absurdity that's going on on the top end like <laughs> uh, you know like fatal fatal was talking about how uh, like someone was like had had failed maybe he had failed against someone because they had relic nine on for sort of stormtrooper and crew and i'm like i i don't know what kind of mental gymnastics i would have to go through to even get crew up to relic nine much less for sort of stormtrooper i the mental gymnastics to crew are a lot less than the mental gymnastics to first order stormtrooper absolutely well well crew has has so many I mean, right. he's he's so plug and play just on his own, and then his ship and yeah, yeah, he's he's got he, honestly, he really might be my next relic nine. I'm not sure about that, but he really might be. But first order stormtrooper is just he's like one third of a pilot, and he's all he's a tank, so he gains a right. huge amount. He gets a big boost in relic nine. There's no denying that, but I don't know, like. Does it really shift? Does it move the needle if Jedi Master Luke decides to go in on it, or or Sith Eternal for that matter? Like Sith Eternal, with with all of his, you know, as long as he gets armors stacks, like Sith Eternal just uh, relegates Sith Eternal is just going to lay waste to that team anyways. Yeah, yeah. Regardless uh, of Relic Nine, so uh, I don't know. The 
yeah. What do you think? You gonna get crew up to nine soon? Um, I have been very tempted to do it. <laughs> I I'm keeping one, um, you know, one one R nine in the bank essentially. So I think after this TW, I'm gonna be at thirty four R nine mats. Nice. So I'll probably wait two more weeks before I apply my next R9, you know, get it, get actually go out get the win, get, get enough R9 mats for that next R9. And then, then I'll apply it. I say that, or something might happen this week and I might apply it this week, but I don't, I don't think care you will be the R9. Um, I still have Sith Eternal that I want to do. And I know tanks are and pilots are like the hot crap right now, but mm -hmm. Sith Eternal still does a lot of work for me. He, Sith Eternal is like my GL Swiss Army knife right now. Like, oh, I ran into a problem. Here's Sith Eternal with Watt and Armor. It can take care of it. Don't worry. Um, Here's what they should do for Sith Eternal, just to make him a little more relevant. And this is me joking, of course, but like we can make the pot, make the planet where they have the final ship battle in episode nine, make that a habitat or whatever, an <laughs> environment. And then it, whenever that environment pops up randomly, he becomes like a ship kind of like he, he just like randomly <laughs> spouts lightning like, yeah. And electrocutes things. Oh man. I'd be all for that. <laughs> <laughs> just like every once in a while you're like, so how'd your counter go? You're like, normally I win that, but like it happened to be that one and that one habit <laughs> environment yeah. and so the eternal uh, intervened and it was a mess. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do really want Sith eternal. You know, what's going to be funny. If I apply R9 to Sith Eternal, Jedi Master Kenobi will be my only non-R9 GL. Best team of the game, and he's not getting the not getting the relic. And I have wow. no plans. You're right. Me too, actually. I yeah. didn't realize that I've yeah. And and you're right. I, I also have no plans. I've been thinking, <laughs> I've been thinking for my alt. I'm like, is Relic 7 okay for him? Because <laughs> uh, like, like seriously, what right. What what difference is it really for him? Uh, maybe a lot. I don't I don't know though. Like yeah, like I'm certainly not getting him to nine on that account. I don't have anyone at nine right now. But, right. but like, is eight absolutely necessary? It seems like that should be my standard. But at the same time, that account really needs more relics on everyone else. <laughs> like really bad. And if I could yeah. just scrimp on that and still be okay, that would be a nice little little boost so you're right though like no no plans whatsoever to get yeah, him up not not a single one um you know what i i bet that that makes a difference if sith eternal tries to beat him like the sith eternal counter to him uh, that that would make sense yeah you're doing less damage yeah it seems yeah. like that would actually be but but that's not, there's no reason to throw relic nine on him, like to prioritize, no. like crew, crews should get the nod before, right? At least in this current, at this current time, I think crew is miles ahead of Kenobi yeah. in terms of that priority. Yeah, that, that I completely agree with. Um, but yeah, I, so I think the next one will be Sith Eternal. 
Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I mean, just add a little more survivability to him. Cause... I mean, it, it, yeah, it's going to add, what, 9K health to him, not including the GL unique. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it adds something like 40K health. It's, it's like some stupid, absurd number. After you factor in the GL unique and all the different uniques. Yeah. Oh, well, hold on. So I'm looking at it right now. So he gets 6,000 protection. That's great. He gets, oh, he gets another 26K health. I just didn't real. I didn't notice that. 26K health just for that relic level. Wow. Yeah. Because it's the GL unique. He gets an extra 10%. Well, you get the 10%. I'm just looking at like because they, they give you the numbers here. Um, so you get yeah. you get an extra 10 mastery and you get an extra. Oh no, I'm I'm just I'm just being crazy. He he gets four thousand from the health itself. Okay, okay. Um uh, that, you're you're looking on at, at GG, right? No, so I'm I'm looking in the game itself, and what I was oh. failing to do was subtract the current health edition from relic eight from the from the future health edition from relic nine so oh, it's like yes yeah, yeah so he's currently getting twenty two thousand health from relic eight and and you know all the, all the previous yeah. relics and then he'll move up to twenty six thousand health once i get him to relic nine so i was like wow another twenty six thousand <laughs> health is amazing but uh, it's actually four thousand but i mean but you're right the relic level from the galactic legend is you know, and then all the mods adding to it and yeah. his leadership will, will also boost it. So yeah, right. he, ab absolutely. I think. Yeah. Cause I did the, the, uh, 3PO bot compare and just, so that 4,000 health because of my mods turns into 9,000. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that, that makes sense. Right. Uh, and then you add in the GL unique, which is an extra 10% and you know, it so it it adds up to like thirty to forty thousand health additional health, which doesn't he also gives himself another thirty percent? I think his lead doesn't he? Uh, yeah, oh no, he, no, it's his mastery. It's his mastery. But Wait, no. mas mastery is part of health. I I always I'll tell you what I I don't understand mastery as well as I should. I used to think I understood it really well, but I I have it written down because I. It's just one of those things that I refuse to commit to memory. I just don't have it easy pull up at the moment. Um, yeah, that that's a mechanic I really need to look into because I don't I don't understand it. They're like, hey, get more mastery. I'm like, okay, mastery you get damage from, and that's that's almost the only practical use for it. Except of course, mastery you also get evasion too from for Jedi training Ray. But right, is mastery also health? though so if you increase someone's mastery do the, does the sith eternal gain health uh if it's in their mastery yes if, if it's because if he's like uh if he's a well oh, a, an I, attacker i have it i have it here um, an agility attacker or whatever oh depends on the character have, class yeah it, it's all on the character class because he's um so he's, he's an attacker. He's, an, he's, he's a tactics attacker. Yeah. So, nope, that's strength, agility, agility. There it is. It's His is crit chance, damage, and accuracy. So he gets more accuracy, he gets more damage, and he gets more crit chance? Yeah. Yeah, okay. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, cool. 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 <laughs> I, I, that seems, seems like something I used to know that my brain was just like, don't need that and just dumped it. <laughs> well, so. that's, that's why I have the list saved uh, because <laughs> I don't care about it. 99% of the time, but every once in a while you're like, Oh, I need to actually think about this. That's fair. Yeah. yeah so, okay. All right. Good. Good to know. Good to have a good, a quick refresher. And, and I totally did that for educational purposes. I totally, absolutely knew what it was uh, up till now, you know, I just, I just said it for everyone else's benefit is all. That's yes. That's, that's what it is. To totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hmm. yeah. Um, so uh, what other candidates for Relic 9 are you thinking? Like what, what's, what's like, what's your short list? If, if you had to, if you have been had to, what's your top five? Just. Oh, top five. Good Lord. Uh, yeah. Sith Eternal. Yeah. That's general Kenobi right now. For ships. Yeah. Strictly for ships. Um, so here's a sneaky one that I'm probably not going to apply, but I've thought a lot about. Mm -hmm. And that's Jedi Training Ray. Just for her extra evasion mastery? Because her mastery is evasion. Yeah. I've, okay. I have spent more time thinking about that, whether or not I should do it, than I probably should have. Um, she's 100% she's going to go R8 for me soon. Um, sure. That makes sense. Uh, I don't know... I don't know if I'll actually pull the trigger to nine, but at R9, her evasion goes up from 17 or just under 18% to 26.5%. That's just her base mastery. Right. So, and then you add in the foresight and she gets, she gets beefy. She'll be at what? 78 plus 133. So 211 211k combined health and protection for me that's not that doesn't suck it no so i've i've put a lot of thought into that and then the smart person's like yeah oh, do fives or kru i'm like hmm, jtr is sitting over here <laughs> uh, go with ninth hmm. sister Ninth sister, oh god, she's she's already for me at two hundred and eleven k at um, health and protection at relic at, seven at relic seven, yeah. At good lord, at R nine, just for giggles, we'll find out. I thought I saw someone at three hundred k effective health and protection. Uh, just just on the stats alone, that that's before she gets whatever she boost she gets from Lord Vader. Yeah, um, God, it's, it's the three PO buys like, and I know it's because Discord made them change. Um, but God, it's like jumping through hoops to do a compare. Uh, we're, we're gonna find out what mine's at. Mine's not amazingly modded right now. I just have quadruple protection on her. Um, so she would be at two hundred and sixty six k. Combined health and protection if I run her R9. 266. Nice. Yeah. yeah, you could probably boost that at least a little bit. But um right. I mean that that's still absurd. That's a lot. 
Yeah, it's a hundred k health, one hundred and sixty five k protection. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> well, and she's she's a potential squad of the future as well. Right. Yeah. So she might she actually might get her R eight. Um, sometime soon. I would I wouldn't be opposed to R eight on her. It's fair. Yeah, I've I've been thinking so crew is is definitely on my list. Um I've I've considered Wampa just playing with the idea, but I think that, that that's escalating things too far, frankly. <laughs> Probably. Uh, I, I mean it would be because he gets that he gets that little boost on health and protection. So I mean, right. obviously he's a little harder to kill. Um you know, first order stormtroopers it crossed my mind. You and I have talked about General Grievous, and uh, just because his impact on certain things, I, I don't think he's he's not really that high on my list either. Um, uh, one th- one that I would really like to get though is General Skywalker, just just because he cha- it changes the dynamics of the Commander Luke counter to that team by quite a bit, right. especially especially if you have a really tanky fives as well, like CLS. I've suddenly I, I've always thought that my Relic Seven CLS team was was just fine against any General Skywalker team, and I've had to question that a few times lately when I faced people with, with multiple R nines on their right. General Skywalker team. I'm like Relic Seven is just not enough to counter this every time, at <laughs> least at least not with great banners. No, he uh, well, so yeah, the R nine on gas and fives is like, I'm probably using C. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. Um, well, and, and it forces a, a more valuable counter because CLS right. is like the bargain counter. And if you only drop five banners, you're like, hey, that, that wasn't bad. And you had to, there was a huge relic mismatch. Like that, that's great. But but suddenly you're, if you're dropping most of your banners, you're like, man, I barely escaped with two characters on that one. It's It's not... It's not bargain basement material anymore. It's just like, wow, you barely survived. Um, another one I've been thinking of is Darth Malak, actually. Yeah, I've I've faced a few of them, and they are not fun. It's um, dirty, man. He is so good at Relic Nine. <laughs> the problem and the problem with Darth Malak, um, and Welcome Gum, and all the Operation Metaverse Raiders. Uh, the problem with an R Nine Malak is. If he's trooperable, but or if he's in a Darth Revan that's trooperable, R9 doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree. So R9 Malik is great if you're adding him to like you know Sith Eternal or to Supreme Leader Kylo to stop a Lord Vader solo. Amazing for that. But if he's just getting stuck with Darth Revan, it's like, oh. Look, he was R9. That's cute. <laughs> right. Because by the time you get to Malik, you've already killed three other people and you've built enough stacks that you're just like, yeah, all right, I'll kill you now. That's fine. Cool. Yep, you're right. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I just, it depends on what your intended purpose for him is. Right. And it would, it, yeah. I think I would have a hard time ever regretting Relic 9 on Malik. Yeah, like, I don't think I would regret it. Yeah. Well, like if they, okay, so let's say they release a new Sith 
Galactic Legend, wh whoever it is, Darth Bane, I, I don't care. But one of the requirements is Relic 9 Darth Malak. And it's like, oh, crap, of course they did Relic 9. But <laughs> like, how much are you going to really complain? It's like Grandmaster Yoda. I was getting by at Relic 5 with him. I'm like, I don't yeah. think he ever needs another Relic level in his life. And they said Relic 8. I'm like, all right, I'm on board. I'm good with that. No complaints. Yeah. Yeah, like a dart or Yoda gets used every every single GAC for me. So it's like, oh, all right. And he gets used as a damage dealer. So it's not even like uh yeah, like armor gets used or Gideon, and you're like, yeah, I don't care. But um Yoda, Yoda, Malik, those are the types of characters that get used every single GAC. And so if you want to force me to use relic a character that gets actually used every single gac like there's mm -hmm. i'm not going to complain yeah too much uh, like there's malik at relic nine i'll yeah i'll do it whistling yeah. i don't even care right yeah uh, royal guard seems like it. i feel like a lot of the tanks keep coming up for me like darth scion is is relic seven for me right now it wouldn't be a stretch to get him to eight and then nine I mean, I would want Maitreya and Nihilus to be close to the same relics, and they're only five right now, so it'd take a little bit, but Cyan would be a cool Relic 9 as well. Uh, he would be cool, Relic 9. Um, I'm not there yet. <laughs> right. Like he, he wouldn't be in my next five, but that's another one where if they told me he's the one that you need to R9, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with it. Sure. So here's here's something that scares me that no one's done doing it because I think it's I think it's foolish, frankly. But I keep thinking like, what if you had an all R nine Mon Mothma team with with really good mods? Like, think of how tanky you could make that squad. Yeah, and it would probably still die to a solo C, but sure. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> but and actually, you'd, it would be... probably still die to Iden as well. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I I did watch. Mon Mothma teams kill Aiden when Aiden was on the offense recently. So maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I, that's just all. I, I keep thinking of all the different characters that step that have stat shares or the teams that have stat shares, like, yeah. like Mon Mothma, for instance, like they, because, because of the way relics work, the more, the higher the level relics that you have on all the characters, the more stat, like you get more stats from five to six and six to seven than you do on, you know, one through five on any of those steps. Yeah. And so like, if you get a full relic eight Mon Mothma team, it's, it's not just a couple like random extra steps. It's like the whole team is just way bulkier. I, I don't know. I, I still think yeah. they probably died a, Jawas even maybe I, I don't know at, at that high relics they might actually kill a lot of the Jawas and make it unworth it but um anyways just the stat sharing stuff seems seems like a potential for exploration and the fact that I'm thinking in terms of relic nine makes me worry that relic 10 is probably not super duper far away yeah I'm, I'm still saying like September October or R10 um yeah. I'll probably I I will probably have ten R nines by then. Nine or ten. Nine or ten. Um yeah, how many do you have right now? Six? Uh I have five. I have a sixth saved 
And like I said, I'm basically at my seventh. I'm one okay. one additional territory win away from seventh. So if you win tomorrow, which it sounds like you're, I feel like someone in chat was saying that your war was going we've, well. We've already we've already won. It was, it was this French guild that talked a lot of trash about us, so we cleared them in seven hours. Um, <laughs> and they dropped like 400 banners on the front two zones. Oh, geez. Yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> good, last, good last hurrah for Wolfpack. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so after this win, I'm one win away from my set. Uh, hold on. Now I'm doing math again for my seventh R9. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, and we talk about this. People in chat. Um, gosh, Sam is like, what is Relic 9? I only <laughs> have one Relic 8 over requirements. Yeah. Well, so my alt hasn't applied a single R9 yet. And it's it's 8.4 million. I haven't applied oh. an R9. Not, And it's not for lack of wanting. I'm, I'm ready mentally to apply Jedi Master Luke, but I need to farm 200 more of the furnaces and then another um, 100 of the uh, the arrow magnifier, you know, the, God, why can't I think of it? Not the multi-tool, the other one. Um, but so, like, I have so much farming to do there. And then, then the relic materials from the cantina like it's so it's so far away to apply that jml r9 on that account uh you're not lying man I, my my professor x account has enough droid brains easily to to get yeah. relic nine on on jedi master luke and yeah it, it's still just like it's it is an enormous effort just to get the bats for it like that's that's the yeah. thing that staggers me every time i see one of my opponents has like 15 relic nines i'm like so <laughs> okay so it's not just that you got all the droid brains and you had to physically spend so much actual cash to do it that that's fine right. people can spend how, how much however much they want uh but the other piece of it is it it's also so ludicrous to get the other piece the the quote-unquote farmable piece it, it's yeah. like getting five furnaces basically yeah just, just for one relic level. And so you, I talk about putting it on first order stormtrooper, and I'm like, that seems ruinous. <laughs> yeah. The, the second I frame it like that, I'm like, no, like the relic nine shall not touch his lips. Like, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Like, he's not even going to, he's not even going to get catch a whiff of that. But I mean, I, I, I still might do it if I'm, if I have an unguarded moment. You, you never know. But, <laughs> But yeah, like Relic 9 is just so, for my 6.6 .6 million account, it's like I have enough of everything else, but why would I do that when, when I could be putting like Relic 5 on things and have an impact? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, God, I need so many Relics. So, many. so this is the problem on my alt account of... I finished the Lord Vader grind. Um, and I I want to actually go for Starkiller. Like, I want to go for Starkiller. I have so many relics that I want to apply that I just can't farm for Starkiller. 
Yeah, it's like, can I get a full year? Like, can I can I last for one year without Star Killer, and then we can have the the boosted uh, farming for for those characters, right. and then. Yeah, that's to me. That's the biggest question: is can I survive for a full year? Because, uh, like, my alt still has significant things to farm, and yet Star Killer is just such a nice. Like, he'll he'll kill four Galactic Legends for me if I if I do it right. Right. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So I God, um, so many relics. Because then. The thing is, not only do you need the characters, I need to be able to apply R5 to the characters to unlock Star Killer, And I can't. Not right now, at least. <laughs> um, uh, well, it's funny because you and I have, pro- have more, more Relic 9s than probably 99% of even the people listening to this oh, yeah. podcast. Yeah. Like it's it's an embarrassment of wealth to a lot of people, and yet the people we face, uh, the people I like, double us. <laughs> well, literally, like fifteen relic nines uh, on one of the guys I faced last season, and it, it's like, you know, he has every physical, physically possible relic nine that that could have right. been had at this point, and like it it really shows like if you could put fifteen, yep. that that's three full squads of relic nine if you, if you wanted to do it that way. Yeah, that's absurd, isn't it? Yeah, and like, how how do you how can you beat that? Like, it, it's it's very challenging to to uh, contemplate, and, and yet, so for us, it's like we have to catch up. This is horrifying because all the people we're facing have way more than us, and yet we're not even close to representative of even you know the majority of people listening to this. Most people listening to this are like, well. One day I'll have, you know, like I'll have more than one relic nine, or I'll have a <laughs> relic nine. Yeah. One day my yeah. guild will be able to start actually earning relic nines in the first well, place. So that's, I mean, that's the big problem, right? That for everybody that's in a guild, most guilds have people not join, and not in the intentional sandbag way. It's the I'm busy this weekend, guys. Okay, don't join because we don't want to you know, wasted space type of thing. And it's, so there's a lot of guilds that can't even get a droid, one droid brain for a loss. It's hard, it's hard to catch up that way. Um, yeah. And there's always been a schism between the top and the bottom. I mean, there has to be, there has to be some incentive to spending. Otherwise people wouldn't spend. Like that's, you know, there has to be some incentive and so there should be and there's there absolutely should be but man um when it comes to r9s it is so so heavily skewed like that's you know hey guys we've won 20 20 uh territory wars in a row we're we just get to apply our first r9 oh oh all right then congrats yeah and some some idiots like hey look at look at me like I, I, cup. <laughs> yeah like relic nine cup yay everyone's <laughs> everyone's face palming so hard they're like ah dave <laughs> <laughs> damn it dave oh <laughs> um, uh, uh, you know and so someone in in chat just said it it's the only thing I'd be looking forward to about Relic 10 
they'd make droid brains more available. <laughs> That's well, but did they make error magnifiers or what's the other piece called? They did, I guess they made them a little more available, but I wouldn't I wouldn't go out and say that they made them totally available. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think. I think they are more available now than than they used to be. Like Relic Eight, yeah, I think I think think it's safe to say that they would find some way to make them more more available. At, at the very least, they probably put them in the weekly shop, the it, the droid brains and stuff. Well, yeah, right. So, um, for the arrows, they put them in TW and the shop for what is it, nine hundred crystals for five, I think. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's basic a little over twenty dollars for fifteen of them. Um, so they're available that way. <laughs> hey, uh, but like conquest, they probably show up in conquest. As part yeah, of the top rewards. But. Yeah, I I mean they would make them more available. Of course they would, but um, you're not going to see the average person running out and R-rating everything because it's it's like my alt with R9. Like I I can apply one in theory. It's going to take me three weeks to farm everything that's needed. Um, but in theory, I have I have the rare mats. Right. You know what? I don't want Relic 9 to be more available. And that's not an elitist thing. It's an, it's an I don't want to have to make Relic, put more Relic 9 on things. Yeah, like it's it's already yeah. so ludicrous. Like I've already talked about how how absurd it is. Once you get the droid brains, I, I cringe hard when I finally get to the point where I can apply a new droid brain because I, I don't want to spend all the gear 12 mats, all, all of those things. I I could use a lot of those on a ton of other things right now. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. So I don't know. Relic 10 just seems really cringy to me. And yet, well, I, I think it's still a ways off. Like you said, it'll still yeah. be months away. You say September, October, that's half a year. Yeah, yeah that, that could be. Um, and you know they're going to make Relic 10 for the, um, for the attackers. So you have to get them to r8 which they weren't at before then or get them to r9 which you didn't because they didn't get as big of a bonus mm -hmm. then get them to r10 <laughs> oh yeah i can imagine the harrowing journey my han solo is gonna have to take from relic seven <laughs> right. all the way there <laughs> right <laughs> it's like don't worry han you'll like r9 <laughs> maybe i swear uh -huh. <laughs> oh man i mean anyways yeah it's it's making me cringe right now yeah um all right let's let's move on to a couple of the podcast questions um yeah, sure so since executor triple attacker is now the in vogue thing on a scale of one to stop farming a gl where would you put gearing biston and scare for rebel pathfinder um huh the executor triple attacker is all in. So executor triple attacker isn't. Don't you use Scarif Rebel Pathfinder, or do you use something else? I, I actually am not. Well, I must be behind on that. You you can use Rebels or Malevolence for that one. Both work. 
yeah, I thought, I thought Rebels still worked. So why why wouldn't you want a fast Bistons SRP? Like, well, but so they're saying, do you stop farming at GL for said fast Bistons? Okay, SRP? I see, I see. Uh, I mean, what kind of a question is that? Like, you have to figure <laughs> you have to figure out what what your priorities are. I'm not going to tell someone like, hey, I know you only have like two relic levels to go on on your Jedi Master <laughs> Kenobi farm but hey stop that cut it out don't like cold right. like hard stop and just focus on Vista Scarf Rebel Pathfinder like uh, but I think I think in general my Professor X is doing it like I yeah. that's that's the once I get Kenobi and Maul up because they're they're imminent and they're going to be hugely impactful characters sure. once I get those two done which will be in the next week or two then the next two characters that I relic, they're all the next three that I relic is going, they're going to be, it's going to be Hux and it's going to be Bistin and Scarif Rebel Pathfinder. So sure. I think fleets, I think fleets need, you need to stop everything and start looking at fleets at, at some point, frankly, that's, those are the only relic levels I've been applying on my main account right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, fleets. Well, so, Yes. But like you said, if you're one character away and that's really like five relic levels away from farming Lord Vader, like finish Lord Vader at that point. Um, right. <laughs> you know, uh, if you're five characters away from Lord Vader, I'd say Abyssin SRP, like side tangent, probably not a bad idea uh, because you're going to be using these fleets. And I know... I am convinced that a bunch of the new marquees that were data mined are going to be ships because they, they should be. Um, for the average person, you're not going to get them right away. So it's not like you can you need to worry about saying, God, if I if I gear piston in SRP right now, what, what happens if the new marquees mess everything up? Well, you're not going to get those new marquees for they're not even announced yet. So you're not going to get them for four months at this point. Like for four months of fleet, four months of wins in GAC, and then you still get to use Biston and SRP going forward. Like, of course, of course, gear them. It's painful because <laughs> God, everybody has made made that trek down Carbonti Way. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think it's one hundred percent worth it. Okay, so here's something I did to get Scarefable Pathfinder moving on on Professor X and. I don't, I don't know if people have can have the discipline to do this or they need to just focus on him or whatever, but because he takes like 11 Carbanti or whatever, what I ended up doing, I put one Carbanti on him every month. Like, I, I know that that's not going to get him there right away, but at the very least, like you just, the first Carbanti every month, you're like, oh shoot, it's April now. I, I guess I'll just throw <laughs> one on him. Yeah. And then you know, work on Biston as you can, like just slow roll it, just slowly, you know, get there. And then eventually you have him. And so now he's, he's at gear 12 and he's got a few gear 12 pieces on him and same with Biston. Like it took me a long time, but those, those are characters that you're going to need eventually. Like they're, they're part of the best rebel fleet. And right now, all of the fleets that aren't your like two leftover random crap fleets like endurance and whichever empire fleet you just your capital ship you choose to spurn then all the other ones like all of them are relevant and you need to be able to use them at their top level and biston is miles ahead of using double tank for rebels yeah 
Yes, I agree. And here's the thing. Um, you don't need to get Scarif Rebel Pathfinder to G13. Like that's, that is the number one. Is it better? Yes, 100%. But my alt has Vistin R5 Scarif Rebel Pathfinder is 12 plus two and doesn't outspeed R8 Ahsoka's, but um, I'm able to take every negotiator I face. Yeah, as long as you can take that big hit to the right. face from Ahsoka right away, then you're good. Right, that, and that's the big problem. I mean, my Biston, <laughs> it's never pretty, um, but mm -hmm. it works. It consistently works, too. Yeah. Well, people saying that about, I think, I think even more niche, like people, so Biston and Scarefribble Pathfinder, obviously they're, they're not somewhat, they're not characters people really want to, to gear up and stuff, but like Gar Saxon and ISC are, are another one that, you know, having a, having a really fast gauntlet is, oh, is really good too. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Yes. Um, and they're even more worthless as characters. <laughs> wait wait prime sorry. earmuffs <laughs> yeah so i was just about to say that sorry prime i just forgot to say earmuffs <laughs> um but yeah uh, though this empire fleet now oh man it's so much so much fun i mean the other day i took my empire fleet against negotiator and i got so scared because my vader died um early and i mean really early uh but then tie interceptor came in and was just like i'll kill all the things i know i'm only six star right now don't worry i'll kill all the things for you and it did it just killed all of the things and it was oh my god this is amazing <laughs> i got you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's nice um I, well i put a I put the five star interceptor on defense for my alt and yeah. Yeah, it's just like people just spend all their fleets on it and they don't the, there's no end result. Like they still don't they still haven't cleared my fleets. So of course right. I also put my executor on there as well. So that's that's yeah. part of it. But well, there's um a flow chart floating out there. I think it's by Bit Dynasty. He's the one that does SWGUH for life, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um and it's basically like a flow chart of who you should put on defense and it's ordering me to put executor and both get two fleets on defense. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that, <laughs> but it's right in that empire kills the negotiator. Um, and then you can use, you can use rebels or at least I can use rebels to, to take out malevolence. Um, because I have mm -hmm. enough relic levels on my Akbar. And then it's just the question of does first order take out executor? And the answer is a strong maybe. I I think I won five times in a row and then I went to do it in TW today and lost, of course. I'm like, God damn it. Of course, when it matters, it failed. Um did the TW comp change at all? No, no. It's it's just the the five bounty hunters and that's it. Uh, yeah, uh, ironically, it was Bit Dynasty's fleet that beat me too. I was so pissed. I was going to be like, <laughs> I used your strategy against you. And then um, 
my echelon died. And I was like, are you serious? It didn't even die in the opening salvo. It died in the razor crest called Xanadu to assist. And of course, Xanadu, since, you know, it's the opposing Xanadu, uh, double tapped. I was like, you son of a. <laughs> yeah, I know. My first order officer is like, can I please get relic eight? Right. And I, that's the worst part because it's an R7 first order officer. So it's not like he's, you know, yeah. it's not like a, an R5 first order officer and a five star. It's like a seven star in R7 and full 60 mods. I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> you greedy bastard. Right. And then I was supposed to apply, or I was thinking about applying R8 to him today. And then I didn't. And then I didn't. <laughs> and I didn't. Maybe for next week. Well, we'll see. I don't know. That's fair. Um, all right. So there is a quote on the road ahead saying that there's going to be more frequent division changes. Uh, players will now have their division updated after each round of Grand Arena Championships instead of promotions or demotions occurring at the end of each event. And skill rating will continue to change after each round, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so this question is based on that, that post, which is why I read it first. So with the claim of more frequent division changes, does this mean that CG will make all divisions more or less the same each week? Or do I need a new tinfoil hat? Um, so basically, they're worried about skill squishes uh, every week. And I don't think that's going to happen. No, I, I think I think the skill squish at the start of the season is going to be unpleasant for everyone. We're all gonna we're all gonna make fun of what it's called, and we're all gonna be like, "I got squishinated and stupid things <laughs> like that." And then we'll all move on with our lives. And then a month later, they'll do the same thing. Yeah, I don't I don't think they're gonna keep they're not gonna keep doing that to us. Like, cause that that would actually really. Like that would negate a lot of our progress throughout the season if they just kept squishing our skill level every time. It would. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the squish is happening every week. Um, There, I think the skill squish will continue perpetually every month, but I don't think it's going to be a weekly thing. It's fair. Yeah, I guess so. They did the skill squish, didn't they? They did. My skill's yeah. just under 4K now, damn it all. I, I didn't even look at mine because I'm scared to click into GAC to, um, even though I know I can rejoin, mm-hmm. uh, force of habit and lack of trust has led me into not wanting to click into it yet. So if you want to check your skill rating, like you can't get the leaderboards, but you can always look on your character profile thing at the yeah. top left. If you're oh, that's true. Screen. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I just saw it. That's... Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a weekly thing. Agreed. No plasma. I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Agreed, though, with plasma. Do it. No. Uh, What's next? All right. So now that people... Or no, 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 sorry. I skipped one. Uh, at the moment, characters with multiple Omicrons are all for the same game mode. So Starkiller is full GAC, Dadbot is full TW. Would you like to see characters with one Omicron for TW and say, for example, one for GAC? I'm not using TB as an example. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Question. 
shame on you. You know who you are. Uh, but would you like to see Omicrons? Like, if, if somebody's going to have multiple Omicrons, should they have multiple Omicrons in different game modes? I wouldn't mind that. It's already enough of a mental hurdle, though, to to try to figure out, like, I mean, for the most part, I've been unaffected by it, but trying to, if you, th- if you think about like Starkiller, you're like, oh yeah, I'm good. Or I guess an even better example, I tried to use Iden Versio in, in day four of the Darkside Territory <laughs> battle. And and I I was like, why aren't you gaining turn meter? <laughs> like do something. And they, like I ended up losing Poking it. <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly. And yeah, yeah I, like, that, that kind of thing is going to happen with Omicrons anyways. Like right. that's, that's just a natural consequence. So having a character that has his d- attention divided, I mean, I already have a ton of people who get the mechanics wrong, who message me. They're like, well, this, this thing and the kiss is this. I'm like, oh crap, it does. Like they quote it. And then I look <laughs> and I'm like, well, you failed to mention that that's for territory battles. Like, of course, that's <laughs> like, of course, right. it sounds broken because it is if, if it applies to GAC. Right. So, but that, that being said, I don't know. Uh, it seems like if any Galactic Legends come out in the future with the, the requiring Om- with Omicrons on them, it seems like they would probably end up having an Omicron for each. It would be my guess. I don't know. What do you think? Um, Yeah, I I think... So I'm actually kind of conflicted about this because nothing pisses me off more than Starkiller's use in TW or Dadbod's in GAC. Because without the Omis, it's just not... They're just... I don't like characters they are only good in one game mode. So a large part of me wants multiple Omicrons. Like I want an Omicron, uh, you know, for GAC so I can use this character that I got to R8 in GAC and then give me a TW one so I can use them in TW. But then the other part of me says, I would get so freaking confused. <laughs> I don't want it. Um, so I'm kind of conflicted on both both ways here. Yeah, I'm I'm exactly. I think I think just in terms of being confused, like it, it is nice to think of Star Killer as like, hey, you're not really a territory war character, so you can kind of just write him off as a consideration. Right. And similarly, like you can, yeah, like like Scion of Django, I know you've been using him because you have you have a lot of heavily heavy investment in him in yeah. GAC, but for the most part, you could just say, hey, you you could just stay in Territory Wars or just like, don't even, I don't even care if you're on my roster. Let's just move yeah. along. So yeah. yeah, nice to have that mental barrier, I guess. Right. Um, all right, so next one. Now that people might be pulling her to offense, um, how how are you going to use Aiden on offense? Um, I'll kill Mon Mothma because if people insist on putting Mon Mothma on defense. <laughs> oh, they do. And it's, I mean, I do, I do it on occasion too. Um, yeah, she, I, I put yeah. Mon Mothma on defense when they don't have Jawas. That's, See, that's I put them on defense when they do have Jawas. 
that's oh uh, i don't know because it steals kind of even with barris i've gotten a couple of 56s and that's just not good that's just not good uh for lack of a better term um so if you think that's going to happen, I feel like all, all the history that I've seen from the people I face are just like, oh, we dropped five banners. And then I got to use a team that I don't normally get to use on offense. Like it's basically a freebie for them. Like they, because uh, Jawas are like, we don't use him unless there's Mon Mothma here. Oh, there's Mon Mothma. Great. Okay, here. Cool. Like now, now I have one free team to kill and it cost me five banners, but then they they don't have to worry about using a really valuable other counter. So. Uh, well, yes. And so I do the same thing. It's not a 56 every time to be clear. It's just every once in a while you don't kill off Kyle Katarn fast enough and he does the AOE and a Jawa disappears. Yeah. Like that's, that's what happens. It's not every time. Most of the time I get a 60 and then every once in a while AOE comes. It's like, well, there's the 56. Okay. Right. Uh, but so I didn't also kill stronger teams. It, it, it angers me how often you see Aiden against Mon Mothma in the stats because she kills CLS like consistently, like over a 90% clip. She'll kill CLS. Um, and so it's like, uh, yeah, great. You killed Mon Mothma. Congrats. Woohoo. Um, mm-hmm. But just think, basically, what I like to do when, when people say, what do I, you know, I've never used this team on offense. How do I use it on offense? What team would you not take it against, uh, take against it on defense? Like, what team would you not take against it? And that's the team you use against that offense like it's going to kill all the new teams it's going to kill cls it's going to kill i mean it's not pretty but it kills gas teams if you have the omi and relics i'm not saying a, a gear a gear 11 item it's not going to kill gas teams um right. like it can kill grievous teams again not not a gear 11 um <laughs> but like anything that wouldn't kill item on defense is going Iden is going to kill on offense. That's that's basically how you sum it up. To some degree, I, I think that there is also something to be said about like like you can't take dash. You know, dash could maybe kill a lot of Iden teams depending on how they're they're tooled up and everything. But you can also time out with dash against Iden, right? And uh, I, sure. I think Iden would Iden would similarly time out against dash. Yeah, so timeouts are different. Um, Sure. And that, that is a caveat. That's a good point. But in general, what are you? So let me rephrase to what wouldn't you take against them that you know will die or that you have taken against them that has died? Uh, like I put Treya on defense all the time. I don't put Treya with Barris. I feel fully confident that if I was on offense and they have Treya on defense without Barris or without, you know, Without Malik, Malik might mess it up. But they have Trey on defense. I am one hundred percent confident I could just nuke their Trey to start and then easily clean up. Yeah, that probably works. Um. So it's Iden is much more than a Mon Mothma team. 
that's but anyway i've been saying this from the start and everyone's like oh look shiny mon mothma uh, including myself i think mon mothma yeah. is is a menace if you don't have the right comps to beat her with like the i mean you made the argument the other day that she's uh on a lot of people's team or on a lot of people's defenses she's one of the worst teams uh overall like people are placing so hard such tough defenses that they're that it's, it's like the 10th worst team out, out there you know there's only like one team that's weaker than it and yeah. so i don't know like after i've already blown 10 good teams or nine good teams like what what do i have left for mothma sometimes it's just not much sometimes it's like all right Jawas. Yep. well so this is and this is my biggest argument about this is people are like i'm going to apply the Aiden omicron right now and gear up an Aiden team to only use it against mon mothma and that's that's what my biggest complaint is because that team's not cheap to gear up to begin with. So if all you want is Mon Mothma counter, gear up Barris plus Jawas. And you can do it for less relics. Or you can do it for less gear than applying Omicron, one of the most rare resources in the game, and still having to do all the gear on them. That's that's my big complaint about Aiden versus Mon Mothma. It's that people are using it as a crutch and not sitting back like, oh, there's a cheaper team that achieves the same result. Sure. Uh, so that's, and that's, I think that's the thing is if you're just trying to use it as a crutch and you're like, oh, I'm going to kill Mon Mothma from now on. Uh, like that's, that's probably not the right answer. The right answer is probably like as a tactical consideration, I'm keeping Aiden for offense and here's the range of teams she could potentially counter, uh, including potentially Mon Mothma for perfect banners, because who doesn't like perfect banners? Sure. And I and to be clear, I've used Aiden on Mon Mothma before because sometimes that's just how the board shakes out, you know? Yeah. I'm not gonna not use a team that works. Um, it's just oh God, it, it bugs me so much. We see it in the Gambit server all the time of well, I'm going to apply the Aiden Omi and then gear up all these characters for the Mon Mothma team. And you're like, that's such a heavy investment just for Mon Mothma. Such a heavy investment. <laughs> well, yeah, at the end of the day, Mon Mothma isn't the, the pinnacle team that you need to be. Like, yes, she's a, she can be a menace, absolutely. Right. But there are, there, there are a lot, like... I, I think that was one of my favorite moves the other day was when I used Bad Batch with Shock T, you know, like that, yeah. that just stopped them cold. Like it wasn't, right. it wasn't even close. Like my Bad Batch were like, hey, we got a turn. Oh, we know what to do with this. And right. it, the, was, the, it was just over. The second they get a turn, it's like, oh, okay, goodbye. Uh, same thing, troop, you can use troopers with Watt. A lot of people don't have yep. uses for Watt at the moment. Um, Gosh, Okay. Silly. <laughs> I know. I know. Silly. But um troopers with what like destroy my Mothma. Um yeah. assuming you can get yeah, if you yeah, absolutely. There's there's a lot of things that you can actually do. I just yeah. Uh anyway. Um all right, last one. So if you look at the SWGOH.gg stats. There are a lot of Droidica and Shore Troopers sitting with Sith Eternal. 
Um, so the question is twofold: Where the heck do you what or what the heck do you do with an R7 Droidica and essentially fast or slow Droidica, and then what's with Short Trooper in Sith Eternal? And that that one's easy to answer. Short Trooper is an auto taunt that applies crit immunity. Um, yeah. His best place is not with Sith Eternal, but it makes sense that a lot of times when you see these .gg stats, it's uh, people at lower lower GP levels that are using these teams because the team, some of the teams at the top, uh, I have it pulled up. It's like you know uh, Sith Eternal and then Dooku, Sidious, Shore, and uh, Marauder. And it has the highest hold percentage at 97.6%. Clearly, clearly, at 42 times, too. It's not like it's seen five times. 42 times with a 97.6 hold percentage. That's not happening at the very, very top end. (laughs) Um. That's, you know? that's super bizarre. I wonder why that is. That that seems like yeah. a, that seems like an impossible number. Honestly, that's very that's crazy. I, right. So, but is then, it like Supreme Leader Kylo struggles against that particular build or something? Uh, it's you know it's probably people trying to solo with Supreme Leader Kylo when it's got an ability block, two healing immunities, crit immunity, and a Sith Marauder, and people are right dumb and try and solo it um because the other thing is sure is an auto taunt so you can't poke dooku or sidious to just stun them at the start um Mm -hmm. but so uh, well that answers that question about sure but droidica is a good one to talk about because what do you do with droidica i don't know i have a relic six one i can't decide I literally, he usually rides the pine. Uh, like I, I had him really fast for a while, and then, and then I realized that, is, even as fast as I was making him, a lot of the comps that were countering him, uh, or I was trying to use to counter, uh, using his really fast speed, like it's, it's just not, not it's not sufficient for what I wanted to do, and I, I used other things anyway. So even at really high speeds, I was like, you know what, this like I, I barely use him. Let's just it's like you you just you just took Shakti's really fast like her god speed mods off because you're probably not using her uh, for what you wanted to as much as you had planned. So you just adjusted your mods. I think that that's what I did to Droidica as well. Yeah, yeah. I um I use uh, well I put him on defense. I have. I have a droidica at a, an effective 380 speed. Um, mm-hmm. And so... But yeah, mine, I use, mine is at like 390 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I use them so. with a plan because I have... So the team I place, because I, I don't waste BAM on that team, uh, the team I place can be troopered. Like it, it very much can be troopered. Um, but so I put a Darth Revan that can be troopered on the board. And most people are like, oh, look, shiny Darth Revan. And so one of two things happens. They they either use their gas on my mall, which I I consider a good trade. Like that, I I think that's a fine trade. If you're gonna waste gas on the bottom front on my mall, cool. Sure. Um, or they use their CLS on it, 
and I usually have my gas in the bottom back. So they open up the back zone and there's gas and they've used their CLS. So like, that's how I use mall. So I don't always expect it to get a hold. I do use it to draw out other things though. Yeah. And I think that's pretty valid. Uh, Like, yeah, CLS will will take that that mall team apart if if oh yeah without a doubt yeah yeah uh, but but yeah then then their CLS is out and suddenly your your general Skywalker is either getting Galactic Legended which yep. he usually takes a little bite out of them unless it's the Eternal Armor um, right and uh, or he. Uh, yeah, or he costs them multiple attempts because General Skywalker is is a huge issue with my with my current comps and everything because I've been I've been loving using uh, my Han and Chewie with Dash and then I want to yeah. start using Commander Luke for other things as well and using the full CLS squad as as we've traditionally been using it on General Skywalker has just like if I'm not doing that. If I, if I don't have CLS available for it, what do I, what, what's my bargain basement counter to General Skywalker? There, there's not really a great one. Maybe. There's, there's not. I, I, I mean, hearing Maul works really well. Maul but, does, but you need BAM. Yeah. Oh, well, and that's, that, that becomes expensive. Right. Right. Because if you want BAM to counter Iden or you want BAM on defense, right. then you're not bidding gas with them. <laughs> um, yeah. Or, so I, yeah, General Skywalker. So the first three weeks of last season, I kept CLS on offense at all times. And then the last week of last season, I put CLS on defense, like I said earlier, with Han and Chewie on dash and a CLS kind of like hybrid droid team type thing. Mm-hmm. And I was just thankful I didn't run into gas once on defense because I, I, I would have said that I would have had to sit the turtle. Like that, there's not really another option. Like I, I would have had to use set the turtle on them. Yeah. I remember when I was scouting someone, I was like, man, they always put general Skywalker on defense without fail every single time. And the way I wanted to place my defense is at the end of the day, I was like, um, I'm pretty sure I have set the eternal available. I'd love to put him on defense, but I think instead I'm going to spare myself the mental like gymnastics and I'm just yeah. going to nuke his his General Skywalker for Max Banners instead. Right. And like I could you can use EP Starkiller on gas, but I don't think that that's a solid trade. Um right. Oh, oh yeah. You you could. Starkiller does beat General Skywalker all the time, I think. Right. Um so there's just no good, there's really no good options without CLS there but like we were talking earlier if people start doing R9 gas R95s I'm not trusting my CLS at the same time so I don't want to be using sit the turnal Qui-Gon Qui-Gon if you have the Omi can actually work but you need Cam and GK in the team too and then so that gets to be a really expensive team hmm. Yeah, it's uh, I guess I guess bounty hunters can do it. You, you have to have the right mods for it, like very specific you mods. You do, and it gets so it works, but it gets it can get really funky really fast because you you kill gas right away, mm-hmm. which is great, and then you're taking out an R eight or an R nine 
uh, fives, which, which you actually, it's way better to just kill to make super troopers kill Rex. It is, yeah. And that that's what my testing showed. But gosh, even then, it, it can. But then, what are your super troopers gonna like? Then they're all super fast, super good. Like they they don't have <laughs> right. they don't have as much armor is the only thing. But then they have a ton of hit points and protection and speed, and <clears throat> so it's a whole yeah. whole mess. And I, I do know Padme Cat can do it. But again, it takes GK and it either takes um, it takes both Ahsoka's and either R2 or um, 3PO on it. So again, not a cheap team. I mean, probably the R2 version is probably the cheapest, but it's still GK, both Ahsoka's and R2 with Padme. So what the hell are you doing with uh, Jedi Master Kenobi? Nobody knows. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so, I, God, yeah. Um, of course, we have this podcast. Now we're going to see gas three out of three times, both of us, <laughs> this week. <laughs> I know. I, I told Clash he needs to make me a disreputable counter to yeah. General Skywalker because, gosh, if I could find a cheap counter to General Skywalker, that would... Of course, that that would immediately invalidate. Then I couldn't put him on defense either, because because everyone else at the top end is just going to copy me. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Um, so God, we've been going for over well over two hours now. Uh, oh. Yeah, I guess so, we got to get done here. Yeah, we we didn't even talk about our weeks because it's the off week. Um, <laughs> so real quick, what did you do on your roster this week? Oh, just just what I said, actually. This just yeah. first order upgrades is basically it. I mean, nothing crazy. I, I might tonight. Tonight I have to figure out what to do. I think, I think like you, I, I want my ninth sister to get to some high relic level. I don't know how high yet. Yeah, that's basically it. And then for my alts, just uh, I mean, prevail man is just in a weird place. We're we're going. We're working on bounty hunters right now. It's that we're. <laughs> We're benching the work on General Skywalker. It's so weird. But then uh, Prevail, or Professor X is going to have Kenobi and Maul here pretty soon. So uh, lots of oh, exciting that's... stuff on that account. That's fun. Um, Super fun. What about you? Yeah. Uh, so I actually applied a lot of relics today. Or not today, this week. So Ninth Sister and First Order Officer went to R7. Um Dash got the Omicron, and then Darth Vader went R8. So there was a lot, a lot of relic materials were sacrificed this week. But now my Darth Vader is faster than any negotiator, and Ninth Sister can absorb some whirlwinds, and First Order Officer can decide to die to Executor. It's nice to have that choice. Yeah, yeah. I still don't know fully what fleets I'm going to do, but I'd like to have that option. Yeah, Vader at Relic 8, man. Everyone should go do that, uh, yes. whether, whether or not you're yes. happy about it. 100%. Yeah, faster than negotiator. It's important, man. Um, all right, so that that kills the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this week's podcast. Um Real quick, hey we will pimp uh, Zareth will be Zareth and I will be streaming on our personal pages on Wednesday. That's Zareth underscore prevails and Solobase15, both of them on Twitch. Zareth under the same name is on YouTube. 
Um, Friday night will be Gambit Fight Night. That will be on Twitch at the Gambit Podcast page. And then Sunday night will be Zareth and I on our personal pages again. So that is the um, you know preview for this week and where you can find us. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, guys, uh, don't be dicks. And remember that evil sucks.